Welcome everyone to Season 2, Episode 6 of the No One Really Cares Podcast. The conversation I'm having with my guest on this podcast is going to be broken up into three parts due to the length of the conversation. We will be covering some heavy topics in this conversation where my guest outlines a situation where she felt she was in danger, so I'm giving my listeners a heads up in advance. At the end of the episode in the outro, I'll be highlighting resources for others if they're in a situation like this. So without further ado, here we go. The spice in there it is. Really? Okay. He wants a response. He wants a reaction. No one really cares. No one really cares. No one really cares. No one cares. No one cares. Nobody cares. No, you? No. No one. No one actually cares. Nobody. None. No one. Welcome back, everyone, to No One Really Cares. My name is... No One Really Cares. And we're here with... I'm going to go by Emily Doe, but no one really cares about me either, so please have that in common. <laughs> Great. I'm glad you're getting it. I'm glad you're, you're feeling the vibes of the of the brand and everything. And Emily Doe, even though that's not your real name, you actually came prepared with a whole lot that you wanted to say. So I'm going to let you kick it off because I love the enthusiasm that you were messaging me with and you have a lot that's on your chest. So I'm just going to give the floor to you and see what you got. Yeah, sure. It's really interesting the timing, which uh, we talked about chatting on this podcast because something happened to me a long time ago, like a year and a half ago. And it never really struck me as a big deal. But just recently, I started thinking, hmm, something's not quite right about that. And I don't really know what to do about it. Now that it's been so much time. And also, I don't really know what happened, which I'll go into that. But then you said, hey, I got this anonymous podcast. You want to talk on it? I was like, oh, yeah, I got something I want to talk about anonymously that's cool so i appreciate the opportunity and i think it's a great concept of a podcast in general and i've never spoken to you before so i am looking forward to just talking to you also uh i have a story about why i specifically wanted to talk about the topics that i wanted to talk about today and you know you, you can edit this <laughs> if it becomes really long no no feel free to chop give it, it give it all if, if we need to we'll go two rounds and like I want to hear it all. I want, I want all the content. And I really appreciate that you, you thought it was cool. And I, I'm, I was really looking forward to talking on this. So yeah, hit me with it. What, what's what's the story? What, what you got? Yeah. Okay. So, well, basically, I have this group of friends that I kind of every once in a while, I'll hang out with them. I think they'll kind of invite me if they need to round out a group for something, for a trip or a party or something. I, I invite them to my parties. But they're not really like very close friends of mine. They're just a friend group I hang out with from time to time. And I think they're all great. The way that I met them all was through this one guy who I'll call Brock right now. Um, that's not his real name. I'm going to use some pseudonyms. But um, I actually met Brock on Tinder. And I went on the first date with Brock. And um, immediately noticed he's an attractive guy. He's clearly very intelligent. Um, one weird thing I noticed about him was that on this very first date, it wasn't that we were having trouble talking about anything. Like there wasn't that the conversation was halted and it also wasn't like conversation was flowing easily. What the word that I was able to put to it afterwards is that the man was psychoanalyzing me. He was interviewing me, but specifically he wanted to know about 
my inner thoughts in, in a slightly manipulative way. And mm. at the time, I wouldn't necessarily have identified it as that, but I definitely thought it was weird and off-putting, and I did not like it. But I just thought, whatever, that's just how Brock does it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately, though, afterwards, I was like, I don't really need to see the guy again. Um, whatever. That was my my reaction to the date. However, there's one question that he asked me out of all of the all of the interview questions he had that I'll never forget. Um, and he, this was in the context of a lot of other questions about very deep things you would never really talk about with someone you just met, right? Because he was psychoanalyzing me. But um, he asked me, if you were ever raped, would you forgive your rapist? Oh my God. Mind you, this is the first time I've ever met the guy. And it was also a first date. Um, so I, I've talked to I told the, I told other people about it afterwards. I told like my roommate, I was like, Hey, I'm going on a date tonight. She didn't ask for any details, but she was like, how'd it go when I got back? And I was like, it was good. I don't think I need to see him again. And then she asked me, you know, tell me more. And I told her that. And she was like, you should have been running. You should have been running. You should not have been sitting there with him. Cause I didn't know where you were, who you were with. And for all you know, he could have been asking, if I rape you later tonight, are you going to forgive me? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I found it a little off-putting, but I really didn't think much about it. I thought, this is just a very intellectual person. I think he just is curious. Um, I definitely am the type to give the benefit of the doubt. And to assume, like, everyone has their best intentions. But he did ask me on a second date, and I did say yes, because that's just my policy. Um, And after that one, we both agreed not really interested in each other romantically. Uh, Then I did this thing a few months after that, and I was kind of inviting everyone I knew to come along with me via social media. And you may have even seen this on my social media but I basically like made a big bar crawl for myself at, in my college town. And I went to all the different bars in the college town. Um, and it was really, really, really fun. But I did, I wanted to make sure I wasn't drinking alone any night. <laughs> so I was like, please, anyone who wants to come, pull up. It'll be a great time. You know, even if you, even if you don't really know me, I'd love you to come. Now that you mentioned it, I think I did. And I think I was invited. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Why, did I, why did I not come? Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I'm sure that we were in different cities at the time. So that yeah. may have contributed to it. Um, so Brock shows up uh-huh. and I'm a little like, I'm making a weird face. I know this is a podcast. Yeah, yeah. She's making a weird face, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got to verbally express myself. So I was like, okay, whatever. Brock's here. Um then it turned out he was really fun. It was like really fun to hang out with him and a group of friends. Like he just immediately fit in with everyone. It was having a great time. Very charming is the word that I'll use. Um, uh-huh. And then I was like, all right, you know what? This guy's not so bad. And then at a later date, he invited me to go on a trip to the city not too far away, go on a road trip with his friends who I'd never met. Um, and so I said, yes. And we pretty much went out to like clubs every night and we all got pretty swifty every single night of that trip. Um, 
But there was one night when, and I just have this problem with clubs, and I know it now, but at the time I was young and naive, but I just lose track of how much I've had, mm-hmm. and I just get shit-faced. Everyone was shit-faced, but then I blacked out. So wait, just to clarify, you were at the city with just him? Him and a group of four of his friends. Okay. Who I'd never met. Okay. Were you the only, you're the only girl? I, I wasn't the only girl. Okay. There was another girl, but she was, she's also, I've never seen her again. And I actually texted her recently and she didn't respond. So I don't know if her number changed, but I actually okay. wanted to ask her something and couldn't get a hold of her. So she's not, she's like me. She isn't really a part of the um, typical friend group necessarily, but they had invited her to round it out. And that night I blacked out. I, I remember dancing in the club and then I don't remember anything else from that night. And I woke up the next morning and my clothes had been changed, including my underwear. And I noticed that there was a trash can next to the bed. And I had been throwing up. So as you can probably gather, the, the fact that Brock was the only one that I knew I was sleeping in the bed with Brock in this hotel room. Oh and I was like, wow, I guess Brock changed my clothes. Um, okay. <laughs> Again, my initial reaction was not like, what the fuck? I feel violated. My, my initial reaction was, I hate taking care of people when they're like that. Mm. I hate it. And it's not a fun thing for anyone to do. So I know he had to do it. And I guess that my clothes needed to be changed. So that's what he did. Um, again, that's the specific moment where in the, in the immediate weeks afterwards, I didn't really think much about it. But then every time I thought of Brock after that, it, that thought always came to my mind. Like, wow, he, he saw me completely naked. And I don't remember any of it. Like, I was probably completely out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's a little jarring for me because other things happened after that, too, um, where... This is a person I still consider to be someone I enjoy hanging out with and I think is a fun person, but I really don't trust him and I would never want to be in a room alone with him again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and on a future trip with that same, of the same friend group without that girl, uh, I actually desperately want to ask her if she was asked to change my clothes or if she was woken up or if she was notified that I wasn't well because... If I were in Brock's shoes and Brock were the one to have passed out and he shit his pants and he needed his clothes changed, that that could have happened. Maybe I shit my pants. I literally have no clue. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe that's what happens. And he's like, damn, I got to change. What did I say? My Emily Doe's clothes. Yeah. I got to change Emily's clothes, right? Maybe that's what happened. But if that had happened, I would have been going to the other guys like, hey, Brock shit his pants. <laughs> like, yeah. I know it's three o'clock in the morning but like i need your help in here i'm not gonna like do that to him yeah the logic doesn't uh, really add up it doesn't it does and he didn't even mention it the next morning i was like oh uh oh my god thank you for taking care of me and he's like yeah wait so so he that's what that's said, what you had said or he didn't say anything it just moved on like nothing had happened pretty much just moved on oh my god and again, like a type, me as a type of person who I'd give everyone the benefit of the doubt, I could have just assumed that Brock didn't want to make me feel embarrassed and didn't want to bring it up again. Or I could think 
I don't really trust this guy, and he's shown me reasons to not trust him, or just feel like gut feeling. I don't get gut feelings. Yeah. No, that that I'm not that type of person. So for me to be feeling this way, like, hmm, my intuition is telling me something's not hundred percent. Is it's enough to make me feel like I need to do something about it, which is why I feel great that I have this to do about it. Um, but anyways. To, to finish out the story of Brock, um, I really didn't think about it much at the time. Now I regret not going to the police station and getting a rape kit, but that's just not a, a thought that occurred to me at the time. Um, at a later, later date, there was another trip with the same friend group, and this time I knew all the, all the other guys a lot better, so I ended up sleeping in the same bed as one of the other guy friends, so there wasn't any issue there, but... I remember there was one night, again, we were, this time we were all probably equally (laughs) swifty, equally drunk, um, and everyone was just sitting around talking to each other, and everyone, as they were talking, I would turn to look at them and, like, hear what they had to say, and Brock was saying, in the middle of saying something, and then he stopped and looked at me and said, Emily, why are you looking at me like that? And I said... Like, looking at you like what I'm just hearing I'm listening to what you have to say Brock what do you what do you mean he's like you're looking at me seductively could you stop and this was in front of everyone and I just didn't even know what to say so I guess I guess I'm just gonna get up and get another drink stop looking at Brock because he thinks that I'm looking at him in a seductive manner yeah so yeah, that tells you the story of Brock, the story of a person that I am friends with, uh, who I don't trust, and who I wish his friends would pay more attention to. So there's there's a lot to unpack here. And first off, I want to thank you for your showing an immense amount of courage, vulnerability, and strength to put this out there to come to terms with something that could have been i i don't want to say it for you but sounds traumatic as well as something that i think you're doing to try and make the world better by sharing your experiences so i'm very honored for you to have told me this and i really admire the fact that you you've gotten to this point where you're now verbalizing it here with me so to the point you were trying to talk about with the solution or the fact that men need to be holding their friends accountable, let's let's end with that, right? I want to like reverse back and I want to really just like unpack how all of this has made you feel, how all of this has, I, I really want to unpack the, 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 the aspect of him being someone that you at one point were scared of then became like a, oh, let me give him the benefit of the doubt. And then became like a, oh no, like what, what, who is he? The like two sides of who he is, either the public versus private. So I want to start with like, and I'm, I'm going to try and navigate this as best as I can. What was it like for you experiencing someone who is clearly showing two different sides and how did you navigate 
going around with him socially versus like privately because you were you were around him in, in non-social situations let's start there yeah that's a good question i'll say the interesting thing about brock is that he doesn't really play two characters he's always himself okay. and i've never felt afraid actively afraid of him but there's a weird feeling that i get whenever i'm around him that i'm not entirely sure how he feels about me so I think most friendly people will try to let you know, like, hey, you're you're good around me, right? Like, you can feel comfortable and let your hair down and just be yourself around me. Or someone's more closed off and you can tell, okay, we're a little more closed off together. That's fine. But with Brock, he's always the same, but I just always feel like there's a look in his eye or something that tells me that... I'm not sure if he hates me or if he likes to have me around. And it's a real, that's a really strange thing to explain because I think you and I are both outgoing and friendly people from what I can. Yeah, we are. And so we never put out that vibe because that vibe isn't there with us, but that vibe is there with some people. And it's weird for me to get that vibe so clearly because many times in my life, people have come back later on and been like, dude, I hated you at first. You were obnoxious as hell. And I'm like, I was obnoxious as hell. So I understand why I, you I get the same that. thing all the but time. I, right? Exactly. That's just like <laughs> our personality. You know, I've got loud voices. Yeah. Got a lot to say. Very gregarious. Yes. Which can split people. So I get that a lot. Some of my best friends are like, dude, you annoyed the shit out of me in the beginning. But now we're buds. With, with Brock, I, I don't really get that. Uh, with Brock, I I always don't know where I stand with him. Okay. And like I mentioned, as far as describing Brock's personality, very intellectual, very into psychology and psychiatry. He has been doing grad school in psychology, not because he wants to be a therapist, but because he wants to be a lecturer, I believe. And so he is an extremely intellectual person. And that's the type of stuff he likes to talk about in a group of friends, which I love to talk about that kind of stuff too. Um, that never, that part of him never really turns off. He can also like let loose and just be like silly and funny. But the intellectual part definitely comes out very often. He is great at asking like pinpointing questions and, He's a fun person to be around. You know, there's never a moment of silence with him or never mm-hmm. an awkwardness because he is always in control of the situation. Like he's always in control of the conversation. So you never feel like, oh no, I was supposed to say something and then I didn't. And now it's awkward. He's always got something yeah. to say. He's always got something to say. And the number one word I would use to describe him is charming. And do you know why I'm using that word? That's actually terrifying because I think I know why you're using that word. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a word that I think is not necessarily primarily used, but oftentimes used in reference to psychopaths. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you guys for listening to part one of this three-part podcast on Emily Doe and her story. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, so here are two resources with more details on sexual assault awareness. Rain.org, that is R-A-I-N-N.org, the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization, and nsvrc.org, the National Sexual Violence Resource Center.
Please visit those websites for more details on sexual assault awareness. And please stay safe. Thank you.